0: Welcome to Outside In, an interview series brought to you in collaboration with First Windows and Doors. I'm Alice Lines, editor of Homestyle Magazine, and today I'm catching up with Stuart Gardine of Wellington Practice Architecture Plus. So Stuart, today we're discussing a project of yours on Great Barrier, the pinwheel house, which quite literally references a pinwheel in the floor plan. Whereabouts on Great Barrier is the, is the house?
1: Yeah, it's in Medlands um, uh, or Medlands Beaches. people probably normally refer yes. to it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just sort of behind the dunes. Most of the houses are um, just set back behind the dunes a little bit. Um, some of them get a bit of a glimpse of the sea, but most of them don't. So it's sort of set in an area which is... Um, uh, we, we call it a traditional sort of batchy sort of area which has inevitably sort of evolved over the years, so you know there 's a there 's a real mix of really old fashioned sort of hippie um, surfer sort of batches and
0: and <laughs> and then
1: and quite a few um uh, very yeah very big beach houses now as well yeah, um, yeah. so and, and it's, a, it's a it in many respects i think um, reflects the demographic of um, Great barrier Island.
0: So you sort of had this courtyard brief from the homeowners, and had to sort of come to life in a different way, I guess.
1: Yeah, it did. It needed to come together in a different way, and so I think we we realised that we couldn't, um, you know, build around the perimeter of the site and create a courtyard in the middle. We were going to need to actually build pretty much in the middle of the site, you know, recession planes, and we need. We realised we had to build a second story, so it became obvious that we had to do it in a in a different way. So we kept calling it the re- courtyard. House, um, mm-hmm. and then when the plan actually evolved with uh, the four sides, um, the four courtyards or the four decks, all facing their own outdoor room, you know, slash courtyard. Um, uh, that's when I think the name the pinwheel became the pinwheel obvious, sort of came yeah, in. because you know it, it was really just um, an acknowledgement, I think, of the the regular symmetrical plan shape
0: how that form came to life yeah so this plan that sort of has a pinwheel it, it explores a distilge plan composition yeah um for those of us who don't know what that is how, what inspired you about this yeah, dutch think, design theory
1: i mean i mean uh, i suppose it's just partly my education and my interest i'm i would call myself a modernist architect and mm. uh, although um uh, uh, probably uh, to be a A bit um, more definitive about it, I'd call myself a regional modernist, and that's so essentially, you know, somebody who believes in modernist design principles, but um, but within the context of the culture and the landscape in which you're building. So, you know, very Mm, much, yeah, it's very much about being um, in, you know, being in New Zealand, being in Aotearoa, um, and in Mm. particular, I suppose, in this case, being on Great Barrier Island. And you know, we all know that uh, every part of New Zealanders slightly different from each other so you know you can't build yeah. you can't build on Great Barrier Island the way that you would build in Wellington or in Queenstown you know you have to no. you have to actually <laughs> acknowledge the the landscape you have to acknowledge the climate you have to acknowledge the culture and, you know, the culture is um, uh, is a is a much more, I suppose, sort of interesting aspect about architecture in, in New Zealand, which, um, you know, we, we have a very unique architecture, I think, as a consequence of, you know, the people that we are.
0: Yes. And what sort of were those environmental aspects you had to consider that are unique to Great Barrier?
1: Well, the Great Barrier, of course, gets um, the wind. You know, both from the, mostly, I suppose, either from the east or the west. You know, it's called the barrier because it is actually, um, you know, providing shelter in a way to you know Waitemidha, um Harbour and um, mm-hmm. you know slightly further north. So it's you know it it cops the wind, especially the easterlies. That's where all the surfing beaches are. The western yeah, side yeah, is yeah. much is much calmer, um, much more tidal. And uh, but of course, the you know, the westerlies occur as well. So in a way, the courtyard sort of format that we adopted in the pinwheel um, plan arrangement allows the house to really um, acknowledge and respond, I think, to the mm. to the wind in particular in the climate. So if, you know, if the wind's coming from the west, you'll sit in one of the other three courtyards, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the deck yeah. on one of those sides, depending on the time of day. And if the wind's coming from the east you'll you know you 'll sit on the on the western side, yeah
0: yeah, sure, so it really does have that ability to really open and close the whole sort of ground floor for the you know, to live in the environment as well.
1: There, yes, it's uh, it is very much I think about living outdoors. Whilst um, the house is um, definitely used uh, a lot in winter as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Great Barrier does have a pretty benign climate. You know, you can yeah. wa- you can walk around in bare feet pretty much all year, and yeah. and you know, even if you have to have a fire, you can still enjoy sitting in front of the fire. You know, just with bare feet, it's uh, you know, it can be quite lovely. So, and yes. I think that, that you know, the main living. Um, space in the house is one big rectangle, really, and and that rectangle opens up on all of the four sides. So, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's really where that that pinwheel, um, you know, terminology comes from. So that, you know, within that space, you can open up all four sides at once, so that the the space just flows naturally, you know, across and through, uh, or it can be uh, closed off uh, on one, two, three, or all four sides. And yeah, um, neat. Hmm, so it so it's sort of, it's of has a really ones. sort of flexible sort of feeling about it, and
0: mm. and you're sort of living both indoors and out, and so you've got those the four openings um, where they each extend to an outdoor deck, which is cantilevered over um, by the upstairs level.
1: Yeah, that's right. So the, the the upstairs bedrooms, four of them, actually cantilever over over the deck um, mm. on each side, and that then. Uh, in turn, provides shelter at the doorway, um, both mm-hmm. both from rain, because um, you know frequently it can be uh, a lovely warm day, but still raining, and mm. so it can be quite it can be quite nice to actually sit outside on, you know, on a um, what is essentially a veranda space, so that, you know you're sheltered yes. from the rain, but enjoying being outside in the warm and uh, and the breeze, and um, uh, and those those spaces connect with the inside um, by these very large uh, double glazed sliding um, doors which um, you know big sliding aluminium doors and they sort of interlink on two sides they're two leaves each and on the other two sides three leaves each and they they can completely slide back um, over the adjacent walls so that you have an extremely large opening Um,
0: yeah neat And I really like that way rather than sort of like a single entrance door, you've used the APL Architectural Series sliders to create those informal entryways, um, you know, which really feels like it relates well to that kind of batch aesthetic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and um, so those four sliding doors um, are sort of uh, equal, They, they are the same on each side, so um, even the the main approach you know if you 're walking back from the beach, you know you would come through one of those doors, and it really is no different from from the three on the other side so it it's like like I think um you know one of the the main characteristics of a of a batch really is that there isn 't a front door you know you just you 're coming through French doors or you you know so that uh, a, a front door just creates a formality which is um inconsistent i think with um, a beach house and so i think Yeah, so you just wander across the deck, you take off your jandals or, you know, hang your towel up um, under that sheltered space. And, um, yeah, so it's a very um, informal um, sort of approach to the house.
0: And it's sort of interesting, like this sort of juxtaposition between the, you know, the formal geometry of the, um, the plan of the house, but then the way you've included quite a playful sort of positioning of picture windows and things. Can you tell us what sort of led to that?
1: Yeah, I think um, in some respects, I'm an architect who likes the idea of um, creating some level of um, of order uh, or making some mm. sense of, we'll call it, could call it um, uh, the chaos of, um, you know, of the site and life. So it's essentially creating, I suppose, a framework in which, you know, you can live in a fairly calm way of that um, Seem yeah. if if that can be understood, uh, you know, calm and oh, calm in as much as as that the house is able to, um, essentially facilitate. I think the enjoyment of, you know, um, being in the place, you know, rather than actually sort of controlling, you know, the occupation yeah. of the place. So, you know, I think I think inhabitation of a of a building is. Obviously, the fundamental reason you're building it, you know, you, you know, yes. you're creating a house, you're creating that space, whether it's the spaces inside or the garden, you know, spaces outside. But you, you really are creating those so that people can occupy them and inhabit yeah. them. And mm. um, if that architecture, I think, is too strong or dominant, then I think to a certain extent it starts to control, you know, the way that you you live and you experience those spaces. So, so I I like the idea that architecture is essentially a, you know, a frame Framework in some respects, it's a little bit of a, a background to you know the living of life. To life it, within, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, and and whilst it obviously has to have some character, and it obviously has to shape that in you know quite definitive ways, um, I st- still think it needs to have a, a sort of a calmness, and in some respects, you know, creating some sort of order to the architecture sort of avoids, I think, that architecture um, uh, somehow being too in too much control. Of what's Mm. happening it just it just allows life to to be people to to, you know to have a life and lead a life the way they wish within that space and determine it themselves yeah
0: well I like really how you um you know one of the aspects that stood out to me here was you know that you had um, no hierarchy in terms of the bedrooms or the bathrooms upstairs and and sort of talks to that point that you make here
1: <laughs> I I, re- I really like that too and it's sort of a um, I've you know stayed with friends at, you know beach houses you know etc on lots of occasions over over my life and and you know the thing which you um, are aware of is, is that every time you go there's a different group of people it might yeah, just exactly. it might just be your family it might be your family and a few friends It may be two families yeah. it may be half a dozen couples and Yes. On every occasion that you'll go to that same place, you'll sleep in a different bed or in a different room. It just depends, mm. you know, um, who got there first or, you know, first up best dressed sometimes. you know, yeah. Some yeah. people have a preference for a room. Some people uh, take what's left over. Some people have to sleep on the couch. And yeah. that's <laughs> what I think... Um, is nice about this idea is the, the four rooms are identical. There is no um, main bedroom. You know, there's no sort of yeah. bedroom for Master. mum and dad. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's uh, and there's and none of the bedrooms have an ensuite. So it, yeah. every room essentially is um, uh, is the same. They they all are different because the windows are placed slightly differently. Um, yes. But and they all uh, and each one is different because of the ori- uh, the orientation. You know, one yeah. one's on the east, one's on the west, one's on the north, one's on the south. So they all get different light. Um, and uh, I think coupled with that is that there are two identical bathrooms. Obviously, you know, house of four bedrooms. Um, you know, historically you'd you'd cope with a single bathroom, but yes. that's not really <laughs> sort of that um, not that. Easy, really. So there are there are two. Yeah, yeah, you know when you've got sort of half a dozen, you know, people Mm. or more, um, uh, two bathrooms is probably necessary. In fact, there is also a uh, an outdoor dunny as well. You know, which you don't you don't have to go inside um, to.
0: Yeah, well, I really like the informal sort of interior quality, you know, of the bathrooms and the bedrooms here, and and some of those sort of built-in details you've created here too. What sort of influenced the interior choices for the home?
1: The fundamental thing about um, the Pinwheel House in terms of what we did inside was that the uh, the bedrooms um, acknowledge that people are not living there permanently. So um, there is um, a hanging space, you know, so Mm -hmm. you can hang things up, um, but it's not a wardrobe. Um, There is um, a sort of like a shelf um, at about seat height, which is quite large, yeah. and that 's intentionally there, so that you know when you bring your suitcase in, you can put your suitcase on it, open it up, and you know you can choose to live out of the suitcase or um, you can put clothes and things in um, two drawers which are just below that that shelf so you know it 's intended that people will always come with a suitcase and um, yes. and not often leave things you know in the house for next time they come. Yeah,
0: I mean, all those little, you know, very simple but intentional considerations. Um, yeah, it makes it it makes it a really lovely project. Even you know, I don't usually I'm not usually one to n- note the loo paper roll, but the way the towel oh, yeah. rail uh, yeah. makes a loo paper yeah,
1: roll. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a little bit of simplicity, <laughs> really. Is that um, you know just trying to find a, a you know a simple a simple solution. Um, mm. Which um, the beauty is actually is in the simplicity. You know, by spending, yes. you know, sometimes more time than you really need to designing your own, you know, towel rail, which um, the end of which, you know, is um, uh, the toilet rolls sit on, you know, you have to yes. actually get the diameter of the, of the, um, the timber dowel, the the right size, you know, so the t- yes. the toilet roll it sits on becomes it. becomes it, quite a deep investigation. It, it, it does. <laughs> it, it ends up becoming. You have to actually put a little bit of thought into it. But but yeah. and, and ultimately, you sort of think nothing of it. It looks incredibly simple, but it is actually there is a real beauty. I think a real sort of enjoyment of actually yeah. having gone that far in terms of you know creating something of um that
0: simple beauty and functional yes yes and i guess being a batch you know you've got that um you know also ability to open and close while you're there but also you know close it up entirely when the owners are away um is that you know what influenced the use of the shutters and things
1: yeah we um over the um the large um apl sliding doors we uh, located some bifold shutters which are um, black stained cedar um, and they are slatted so they're sort of uh, mostly solid but with um, small gaps between the slats and mm-hmm. that allows um, you to have the doors open but the shutters closed which means you can get shade um, privacy and uh, but still allow some ventilation and. Mm. and a little bit of light to filter through the cracks. And so I think it sort of, you know, gives you that variability on a hot summer's day. It can be quite nice to, you know, shut out that bright sunlight and Mm. um, but still get the breeze coming through. Um, And as I think... um, You've identified as well the the shutters also can close over the doors so that mm. uh, when you're not there and you may not be there for you know several weeks or you know occasionally several months you can actually just close these shutters over those doors so that the entire ground floor is essentially sealed and secure.
0: And so then the upstairs, I uh, really like the sort of, yeah, the character of the windows and things you've chosen there too. Like say these first windows and doors, picture windows, and then with the protruding shades, um, what informed that?
1: Yeah, that, that's sort of a little bit playful. And I think that um, in some respects that comes or brings in the distilled um, sort of design Nature of it, um, you know, we talked mm-hmm. earlier about the modernist being a modernist, and, and of course that is still uh, which stand well, which means the style in Dutch um, was really, I suppose, a um, a particular. Variation, I think, of modernism, um, which occurred in Denmark in the twenties and thirties. Everybody knows, everybody knows, the art of Mondrian, and Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, it's very much a geometric um, thing. Um, And in architecture, there was uh, a lot of planning. uh, If you look at the plans of uh, a lot of buildings. Mies van der Rohe, in particular, I think, was an influence to me. The Barcelona Pavilion, if you look at the plan and the way that the the walls um, are used to create space, um, in a very um, geometric manner, you know, the, um, yes. where you place openings, where you place walls, and um, uh, and the windows on the external walls actually sort of, I think, really follow that um, that uh, approach as well. Um, in, yeah. a, in a more uh, vertical, two-dimensional sort of manner, uh, in, a, in, a, in a manner like I suppose Mondrian, um, uh, the artwork of Mondrian might be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, the, the windows obviously a place to, you know, for 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 light and for ventilation and views as well. Yes, uh, each to of get the that orient- cross
0: ventilation and things as well. Yeah, so. and
1: in each room has a slightly different aspect, so you may want to look at the far hills or uh, or not, um, and um, yeah. and they. Uh, and in some places as well, we just put a window, so that when you're sitting at a table or sitting in a chair, um, you can get the view. But if you're standing up, you can't. So yes. that's um, that's also deliberate. But yeah, uh, and I'm
0: sure with this sort of like, um, well, just you know, slightly more interesting plan for the um, the openings around the house, you must get like a lovely feeling of light throughout the day too.
1: Yes, and um, you know, whilst this is you know not a, a densely urban house, we did put some skylights on the roof as well. The both yeah. of the showers have a completely glass um, skylight roof to them, so that you mm-hmm. know the um, um, the white um, tiled walls of the showers actually are sort of bathed in light. Um, yeah, lovely. And you can get and there's ventilation up through those skylights as well, so that you know the steam oh, nice. uh, um, you know is able to escape. Um, out through mm-hmm. those uh, and there's another couple of skylights as well one above the stair and another above a sort of an um, an upstairs um, small living space and um, they ag- again just provide a balance of light I think something I've sort of learnt is that a room is a far nicer room if you're getting um, light from two directions or two, two sides of that room Um, uh, otherwise you know you get very strong shadows cast by you know in the room by where the light's coming from and having light from more than one side provides a much more comfortable I think um, sort of atmosphere in a room so I think Mm. wherever possible we try to do that and sometimes you need to put a skylight in you know to actually um, assist with help achieve that that's right Mm. yeah Yeah. Yeah. I I think the other thing too about the house being on Great Barrier it's completely off grid so there is yes. um, it's essentially completely self-sufficient um, mm. there is there is no electricity supplied or there's no electricity on Great Barrier Island um, you have to generate your own um, mm-hmm. so the photovoltaic cells and in um, a battery pack, you know so that's um, that 's providing all of the power, um, solar yeah. water heating as well um, provides water heating, um, perhaps the only fuel I suppose which um, you can get there is gas, so there is um, gas for cooking, cooking. yeah, yes. and we also do have um, a gas um, caliphant, so backup, so if there 's not enough. Um, hot water coming from the solar, um, it can go through the gas caliphant and get boosted. You know, the temperature can be boosted. Um yeah. so that yeah, so the solar water becomes like a preheater um, for the hot water. And um, yes. but there's also, you know, um, wastewater um, treatment plant on site. Um, you've got yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to collect all your rainwater off the roof and put it yeah. in storage tanks. So it's um, yeah it is it is well I have
0: to say that yeah the end result you know belies all the intricacies involved <laughs>
1: yeah that's right it's it's a, and and i I sort of quite like the fact that um, in some places you're aware of that technology um, mm. and in other places it's relatively discreet and you're not aware of it and I think um it just makes you realize that there's there's absolutely no reason to to try to conceal you know um solar you know, on your roofs. You know, a lot of people hate yeah. hate the look of, you know, solar panels or photovoltaic yeah. <laughs> panels on the roof. And I and I sort of think, look I think we should just accept that it is actually part of, yes. you know, what we um, we are doing and part of what we should probably be doing more of. And so, exactly. you know, so to create architecture and um, the technology integrated, you know, in a design sense, you know, is probably something we should just be trying to do rather than just, yeah. you know, uh, getting worrying annoyed about. that getting, yeah, worrying about and getting annoyed <laughs> that they somehow, you know, are in conflict, you know.
0: Mm, exactly, so yeah. I mean, it really has been an exercise in the form following the function here. What are some of the features that you're most pleased with?
1: I think really it's just the way you can live in the house. I, I just love the main living space, which has you know so much informality um, and flexibility, yet doesn't feel completely loose and feral. You know, it just has a, mm-hmm. a nice calm, <laughs> nice calm sort of feeling, which um, which I. Feel is uh, just conducive to, you know, real, uh, being a really enjoyable place to be. Um, you know, the gardens, the way that those spaces uh, integrate with the garden to create the, the, you know, completely different character outdoor spaces mm. on each of the four sides, I, you know, I think that's lovely so that you can uh, experience and sit in different parts of the um, the garden at different times a day um, so it 's you know it 's a very peaceful place to be and then at the end of the day and you know if if it 's in the winter, you know you enjoy lighting the fire and um, uh, and cozing mm-hmm. up yeah in fact that 's probably mm. you know, the other aspect of you know off the grid is is you know how do you actually um, provide um, uh, warmth in winter in the mm. house, and obviously you do that by having a a well insulated house, and you know so you don't have to actually pump in a lot of heat. But um, yes. but actually having a an open fire is still one of those real pleasures you know um yeah there's there's a really good um, source of fuel yeah of the manuka and kanuka on the island so um for the 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 small number of days that you actually use it actually having having the the fire is just such a, a pleasurable experience
0: yeah makes it a joy of a space to be in yeah hey well that's fantastic thanks Stuart I think um yeah we'll wrap it up there and um thank you very much for sharing more on the pinwheel house you're welcome if you would like to take a look at the pinwheel house by architecture plus head over to firstwindows.co.nz